3: Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN.
0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on this Friday, the 7th of July, 2023. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Hyland. Sam, good afternoon to you. Chris-o, how are we? Very, very well. How's your week been? Uh, pretty good. Busy, busy enough,
1: busy enough. Yeah. And uh with Trackside, we've had a few winners. So, uh, of course, d Taggett uh tipped oh. the card at, uh, at Grafton last Sunday. I'm not sure if you're aware <laughs> or not. Or is there anyone, anybody? <laughs> anyone listening on this station is aware. Well, oh, is there anybody in it, Australia that's it, unaware? It is an amazing is, uh, effort. And, uh, yeah, he's been up and about, Taggart.
0: Oh, I so. heard a he tip six yesterday too at Taree. Is that right?
1: Oh, uh, look, he was throwing numbers out. Every day sort of runs into another when I start <laughs> working consecutively and then, uh, yeah, watching races and uh, it fries your brain sometimes, doesn't it? It It does. Uh, Ed, Look, he has been in hot form, and I think he was claiming when he was tipping winners, where was that at Taree or somewhere yesterday or Grafton yeah. on Sunday? Yep, yeah. no, I went um Taree yesterday, I yeah. think. And um, he was saying, yeah, it's just up the road from Grafton, which <laughs> I think it's a couple of hours. I wouldn't want but... to walk it.
0: <laughs> 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 no, it's uh, look, it's a, it's a it's not an easy thing to tip a card. I've never done it. Um, I think I've got six or seven out of eight. That's about as close as I've got, and probably will never happen, but. You know, it doesn't matter what price they are. You've still got to string them together, and it's it's one hell of a feat, isn't it? No, it's a huge effort, huge yeah. effort. So, uh, no, he's uh, he's up and
1: about, and his footy tipping is uh, is going well, also. So he's
0: on fire. Yeah, he's uh, he's having a good run. What do they call him down there? The half man. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of names. <laughs> yeah, there is. We'll just go with that one. Uh, you, what else has happened? Anything exciting during the week, Sammy? Nothing to report. Uh, look, it's you
1: know uh school holidays it's full nearly on, over, isn't it and uh i had, was lucky enough to have my oldest brother paul uh up with his uh partner nada and and the two billy lids so uh yeah we had a we had uh interesting time plenty of uh plenty of parks plenty of uh pool visits and uh no there was plenty going on so it was uh between work and running mm. around after kids it's uh yeah it keeps you busy I'll, When they go back to school next week, it's going to be good.
0: Like a holiday for you. (laughs) They've had theirs. Now you can have yours. (laughs) Uh, Jimmy Orman broke through. 100 winners in a season for the first time, uh, obviously, for him. Uh, on Wednesday when he just won that last race on Cronenberg for tony Gollan, it's a fan- yeah it was a tight photo wasn't it yeah. and it was uh it's a fantastic effort
1: and especially when you look at the uh size of Jimmy Orman. you know he's not unlike uh Stephen Arnold, mm. who I would have to say would be one of the most disciplined or is the most disciplined jockey i've ever seen in my career, and uh in my time in horse racing yeah uh, and yeah, Jimmy Orman, he's uh he's only a short half head behind in in uh, tall wise and yep. and uh, obviously uh he's a great jockey, Jimmy he works really hard and has to do it so hard with his weight. So uh for him to rack up a hundred winners, that's an outstanding effort and and uh yeah, but he works really hard and, and he just gives them all every chance, doesn't he? You know, very rarely. Uh do they ne- not get a good spin, and that's why he's the leading jockey in Queensland? And I'm sure he'll uh, he'll keep at it for as long as he can.
0: Uh, and now he's only the third Queensland jockey to bring up 100 metropolitan wins for the season. The other two, are Chris Munts, and uh, well, that was back in 2012, and Jeff Lloyd, back in 2017, he rode 137 by the time the uh, season wow. was out. That was 2016-2017 season, and that is the record. I don't think Jimmy will break that. That's massive, isn't it? Uh, so well done to Jimmy, and he is our first guest on the show very shortly. So looking forward to chatting to Jimmy. See how excited he was about that milestone, and uh, we'll ask him about his rides. Also, of course, at Doomben tomorrow. Bailey Wheeler is an apprentice that we've had on the show uh, previously, and he's apprentice to Chris Anderson. They've had a great uh, run of success at the Gold Coast uh, on the Polly Track over the last uh, four or five months. They've, they've got some really good numbers down there. He's actually the leading rider. On the Gold Coast, in front of uh, your mate King Callow, Sammy. Now he's making his uh, metropolitan debut at Randwick tomorrow. Is Bailey Wheeler? It's
1: uh, re- yeah. It's uh, un- well, I guess it's unusual for us to think that uh, Bailey would kick off down in in yeah, Sydney. Yeah, it it's strange. Down, you know, when he's uh, doing uh, all his riding up here, he's, he's apprenticed to to Chris Anderson. But uh, Chris is, we've spoken to him. A few times on this show before, haven't we? And he, he speaks glowingly about Bailey and yeah, such a great talent and you know, I think they're they're timing it right with um, you know, letting him go obviously go to the Gold Coast and and uh well, <clears throat> dare I say it, take over from King Callow spot, but um know. you know, be be bagging winners week in, week out at the Gold Coast and then uh, his next step will will uh Go to town and, and then, uh, yeah, so he's kicking off in Sydney. That's uh, fantastic. And, yeah, we'll see him be riding uh, plenty of winners in town uh, in the coming months, I would have thought.
0: This is not good for radio, but if you look at this photo, he looks like he could be Chris Anderson's son. Gee, he does, <laughs> doesn't <very> he? Yes. <laughs> they are so similar. Very alike. Very yeah, alike. Just are. a smaller version because
1: yeah. I'm going to say uh, that Chris, uh, Chris Nelson's uh, Chris Anderson. Chris Anderson. <laughs> Gee, all these Chris's. Uh, Chris Anderson's got him covered in the belly steak. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll let Chris and you deal with that one. <laughs> Below the belt. Uh, now, we've, all this time of year, we get plenty of talk about horses coming for the Spring Carnival and the major races, the Caulfield Cup, the Melbourne Cup, and, of course, the Cox Plate and others. Uh, the Hong Kong Galloper Romantic Warrior will be coming for the Cox Plate. I understand, Sammy.
1: Yeah, that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, there, I think the Cox Plate, just from, I've only had a quick look at it, but just um, seeing the horses that uh, are sort of in the top of the market or look at, or what they're suggesting are going to come, you know, quite a few of those won't come. Equinox, I mean, they're kidding themselves if they think Equinox is going to come for a Cox Plate. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know if it looks like it's going to be much of a race, actually. The Cox so Plate? At this stage, I don't know what... I know we're a fair way out, but gee whiz, uh, yeah, it'll it'll so uh, it'll be lacking a bit. So um, at this prize stage, money's good, and
0: yeah. yeah. So at this stage, Romantic Warrior would be a very good chance if he does oh, ex- turn up.
1: Exactly, yeah. And, right. and it's it is the um, it's the worry, isn't it? What what uh, what horses they've got to to go round in that race? Because um, yeah, that would. Uh, you know, I, I just think uh, at this early stage, it looks like it will fall away a bit.
0: Uh, the Northern Winter Racing Carnival in Queensland kicks off or kicked off today at uh, Rockhampton. The Rockhampton Cup will be run tomorrow. The Rockhampton Newmarket was, will run today. Now, um, we've got Rocky, Mackay, Townsville and Cairns and then Cairns Amateurs, semi. Now, your homework for the last two or three weeks has been to have a chat to Cam Luke about an OB. at oh, yes. uh, have
1: you done it yet? Gee, I haven't. Well, <sighs> let me let me send a message.
0: <laughs> I'm sure, you will. I actually asked Milo about it this morning on a segment there on on uh, Giddy Up, Giddy Up with Milo. And what did Milo say? He's all for it. I said, well, if you can put in a bit of a word because Sammy Hyland doesn't seem to be able to do it, <laughs> that would be helpful. Yeah, uh, we'll see how we go, but uh, yeah. Well, Still think there's a spot for us an OB at the Cairns Amateurs.
1: No doubt. No doubt. I've been to the Cairns Amateurs no, I before and it's uh, a fantastic uh, fantastic weekend. The whole the whole weekend is uh, is an absolute beauty and uh, yeah, we could we could do with some, some sun on our we back. We could. We get sun on our back every day, really. We could do a here, bit more living could. here, but uh doing an probably an OB, a little bit hotter up there.
0: Doing an O B and uh chatting to all the fans. They could come up and meet us in person. I'm sure that there'll be lines and queues. there,
1: there is a, <laughs> that when I remember when I was at the Cairns Amateurs there's a big line of bookmakers. Yep. Um sorta of halfway up the street along this, this path and it's very funny because um it's, they just turn up in their shorts and thongs, the bookies. And, uh, it's the way it should be. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Great atmosphere. I was,
0: very low-key and casual. I was actually cleaning out my wardrobe the other week. I oh, know, that sounds exciting, but I <laughs> realise now I don't even own a tie.
1: <laughs> yeah, is that right? you got a tie? I don't yeah, even have a tie. I've got plenty of ties, but I never use
0: them. No, so, you might as well throw uh, them out. <laughs> so that's uh, the Northern Racing Carnival, the Northern Winter Racing Carnival, uh, kicks off, as I said, today. At uh, Rocky, goes to the Rocky Cup tomorrow, and then we go uh, further north. And it goes for about two months, just over two months. So some really good racing coming up. Just when you thought the winter carnival was over, well, it's <laughs> not quite over yet. Uh, Isabella Tay rode the card at Stanford last Saturday, Sammy. Now, how
1: good's that? Talk I, about tags. I, I, I didn't even know that. How, what about, how many races? Uh, five. Yeah. Well, it's good effort to ride the card anywhere, and... Uh, good on her, Isabella Tay. She's been riding for, for a bit, and uh, it doesn't matter where you go, if you can bag the whole, every race, well, that is an outstanding effort.
0: Do you know where Stanford is? It's south, isn't it? It's uh, 1,500 k's north of Brisbane. Ah, 400, oh, north. Of 446 k's west of Townsville. And in the 2016 census, there was a total population of, have a crack, Three hundred. Forty-three people. Oh, wow. So not a big town. I'd say the uh, the, the population would swell uh, on this day each and every year. Now, her five winners, this is a dirt track at Stanford. Uh, first one won by seven and a half lengths, the second by three, the third by four and a quarter, the fourth by four and a half, and the last by eight and three quarters. So we'll have to get her on one of our shows at some stage, Sam. I think so. Yeah, she's um, she's based up north, obviously. But we'll have to get her on for a chat. So, well done to, to Isabella Tay. That's a fantastic achievement, riding five of the five. Uh, last week's racing was at the Sunshine Coast. And I can tell you, Sammy, that is a great day out at the Sunshine Coast. I was there mingling with all the hobnobs and having a great day, night, uh, at the track. So we didn't finish till about uh, 5.20, I think it was. The last race was one run under lights, which is always a bit of a spectacle there at the Sunshine Coast. But the weather stood up, the track stood up, another good surface, uh, and we had some great racing. Let's listen to some of the highlights from last week.
2: Last of all, Grabini. 400 metres left to run. Suetsa joined here by Fashion Legend on the outside, running through Stroll, running home. Crafty Eagle, Robusto coming through. Suetsa has gone. Fashion Legend broken clear. Here comes Knight's Choice. Look at Knight's Choice down the outside. Fashion Legend, Knight's Choice, Knight's Choice taking over, coming right away. And Knight's Choice, a rising star. Knight's Choice is one. Second Fashion Legend, third Grabini. Good late, followed by Crafty Eagle, Irisa. Munamek and Vinko. 3.50 left to run. Gravina's in front. Shaquero coming through. Chassis on the outside still there. Running home well as Aureus Angel. The inside. Irish songs down the outside. Cephas trying to squeeze through late. Also Vespertine making late round the inside. Out wide Irish songs. Irish songs taking over. Coming home late there as Cephas. But Irish songs follow these lines. One from Cephas. I'm not sure third. Line five wide, making ground sneak preview back near the inside. And lunches has still got probably eight or nine lengths to make up. In front, Zoom on looming up as Bois d'Argent on the outside. They're clear at the moment from Desert Icon. Regal line on the outside. Zoom on's just in front. Bois d'Argent's about a neck away. 100 metres left to run. Zoom on's in front, trying hard. Bois d'Argent tap his lad, flashing home lane, but Zoom on. Yeah. Zoom on's won the cup by three quarters to Bois D'Argent and third to tap his lad.
0: Zoom On winning the Cup, Sammy Irish Songs winning the Glass House, and Knight's Choice winning the wing skinnies. Uh, He's promising Knight's Choice, isn't he? He's got a turn of foot. He has. uh, Good racing, good racing. Was it a big crowd there? It was. It was a very big. Actually, I think it was one of the biggest crowds I've seen there because when I rocked up, I might have been a little bit late, but you had to park right out the back away from the car park on the grass. Okay. So that's the first time I've ever had to park there at all. So... That tells you that it was a, uh, a big crowd and the atmosphere was good. The racing was fantastic. Uh, just on some of those results, Larry Cassidy. He's now won two straight glass houses because he won on, uh, I can't think of the horse last year, but he won, of course, on Irish songs. He won on Legay Salil for John uh, John O'Shea last year. He's won three Caloundra Cups and two wing skinnies. Of course, one of those was the Sunshine Coast guineas on Wink's. So he loves the Sunshine He's the, coasters, sunny, Coast he's he the is. sunny Coast king. He's the Sunny
1: Coast king. He doesn't even live there. Jimmy Burns uh, are a king around Ipswich. Yep. And uh, Larry is, uh, well, he's one of the eldest statesmen in the jockey's room now, isn't he? And uh, obviously he's been a top jockey for a long time and ridden so many champion horses and Irish songs. I was on it at Ipswich.
0: Hello, join the club. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I felt like you did when he came down the outside. Do you reckon I followed up? Do you reckon yeah. I
1: followed up at the Sunny Coast? No.
0: Yep. Uh, Knight's Choice, I think they've knocked back some offers from Hong Kong. And wow. he'll race on in the uh, in the summer, I think, or maybe the Melbourne Spring. But looking forward to seeing him. He had that real turn of foot when he won those races, those minor races at the Sunny Coast. And then he went to town. And he was uh, dominant winning the Guineas. So as I said, today's guest will be Jimmy Orman, who's coming up in just a moment. And we've got a very special guest today, Sammy. We've got Cav on the show now. Cav makes Cav, a comeback. Craig Kavanagh, of course, is 2IC to Tony Gollan, And uh, he's a ripping bloke, as we both know. And I don't know if anyone's ever had him on for a chat before, but we need to find out a bit about him. Where did he come from? How long has he been at that job? A bit bit about Cav, and we'll chat about Tony's uh, runners, of course, at Doomben tomorrow. And remember, Sammy, we are racing. Con- so we are Queenslanders racing. We can be Queensland. We are Queensland. The action continues this week right across... The Sunshine State, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Racing over the weekend, as I mentioned, the Rockhampton Cup and the Guineas tomorrow. It's Desert Cup Day tomorrow as well. Sammy, be a big crowd on deck there. Doombin and Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. We race at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday afternoon. Some non-Tab meetings tomorrow. Esk, Home Hill, uh, Roma and Ilfracombe, which I think has been changed to a different venue, but I'll check up on that and get back to you uh, later in the show.
1: Chris, uh just before we get to Jimmy Orman, how good was the Tigers last night?
0: Oh, how good! I, were... Did I you watch that game? I sat
1: up and watched that, and uh, yeah, I'd uh, picked Richmond to win, and it was a tight finish all the way through. I was going, I don't think they're good enough. I don't think they're good enough. I tell you what, it
0: was a good game, wasn't it? It was a good game, and look, the Swans dominated, but they just never got a decent lead. It was always reachable for Richmond. And they managed to get home over the top of them. Late. But that was exciting. It was a good finish. <laughs> I enjoyed that, Sammy.
2: Because <laughs> my shoe the
0: Sammy, great to have Jimmy Orman, as I mentioned, as our first guest on the show after riding 100 winners. Only three jockeys to have ridden 100 winners, Metro winners in a season is Jimmy Orman, and he joins us this afternoon. Jimmy, good afternoon. Good afternoon,
4: guys. Thanks
0: for having me on. Ah, it's a pleasure, and congratulations. That's uh, that's no mean feat. As I said, you're only the third jockey to do so in uh, in Queensland. That's an outstanding achievement. Yeah, no, thank you. No,
4: it's been, been a great season. Um, yeah, just... Been getting great support too, so that's what's helped me get over the line.
1: Jimmy, I, I highlighted the fact that uh at the start of the show that it's uh, such a good effort, obviously because you do it so hard with your weight, but uh just Chris Nelson brought up that, that Jeff Lloyd rode hundred and thirty seven in a season. That isn't that's an enormous effort, isn't it, up here in Queensland to do that. Huge effort.
4: I was in the barriers the other day and uh, Jayden Lloyd said to me, "You've only got 37 to go." to, <laughs> I said, to go to catch me, old man. I thought, "Gee, that's unreal." I, I don't know how he did that, but um, oh, he was a he was a freak of a rider, Jeff Lloyd. So yeah, that's obviously how he's done it. But yeah, well, that's great to do the hundred, and and that's for sure.
0: Well, you're heading in the right direction. I was just looking back through uh, the last five seasons. 2018-19 uh, two, or 2018-19, 33 winners, 19-20, tw- uh, 40 and a half, 2021-52, 21-22 last year when you won the premiership, of course, 78 and a half and 100 this year. So you every year in the last five, you've uh, you're riding more winners.
4: Yeah, well, that's the aim of the game, I suppose, to just keep getting more and more each year. But, um, and yeah, that's sort of what I've, My main goal's been every season anyway, just keep getting more and more winners and bigger winners as well. So,
0: And did you think you'd won that last race at Eagle Farm? (laughs) It was a very tight finish.
4: I actually thought I had. And um, when I seen the uh, the photo finish, it was a lot closer than what I thought. But I think my horse just had his head up at the wrong time and the other horse had its head down because just after post again, my horse was in front. But that horse of um, CJ Graham Road was... Launching to the line really fast. So I was, yeah. it would have been a bit of a uh, kick in my guts if I hadn't got beat, that's for sure. I was yeah. Sitting on 99, but um, we've it off. So that's the main thing.
1: Jimmy, where to from here? I mean, uh, it's it, when you start, uh, you know. Building premierships uh, year after year and racking up winners like you do, do, do you have the view to, to go overseas and further your career? I know you have a young family and and uh, uh, you've just built a, a a new house and you know things are all fantastic with your home life. You know, would it would it be too much to to uproot everything and and go overseas, or would you entertain that? Uh, I would,
4: yeah, for sure. I'd go. I'd go if they ask. I've been wanting to go to Hong Kong for a while, but I'd go for sure if they if they asked me. But I need to get um, some more big race winners on my um, resume first. And um, so yeah, I'll do. I'll try and tick that off over the next couple of years, and and then we'll see where where it takes me after that. But um, as far as next season's concerned, I'm just sort of I'm going to probably be in Queensland again, and I'm going to just. Try and ride as many winners as I can at, at, again. I know I've got a horse called, uh, a couple of horses, two nice horses that I ride, Antino, who I'm pretty sure is heading to the spring. Yep. And I'm very, very keen to be riding in there. So I've just got to talk to Tony about that. And um, so hopefully, if that all works out nicely, he'll go down race over the spring carnival there, which I'll be, uh, like I said, I'm very keen to ride him because I think he's got a really big race win in him, a few big race wins in him. And I think another horse I ride called um, Miss Jolene's heading towards the flight stakes, so um, I'll I'll be heading there next season as well in Sydney. So,
0: well, we can tell you that um, Ant- Tony told us Antino's heading towards the Group One Turac at Caulfield. That's that's the aim with Antino. Turo. yeah, yeah, um,
4: uh, which will be perfect for him. And um, yeah, the flight stakes for Miss Jolene. So I've obviously won. Seven or eight races on Mantino, so yeah, I know him back. So I'm hoping, hoping to ride him wherever he goes. So I know he's capable of winning a very good race. He's he's probably one
1: of the best horses I've And it's a great thing, isn't it, when you get an association with a horse like that, and you you win so many times on him. It's uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you go to the races with so much confidence. There's something extra about winning on a horse that that you've racked up a stack of wins on.
4: Yeah, it's funny. Hey, like you, for, yeah, you can go to the races and you can be confident and and that sort of thing, and and know that you've got a, a good ride. And um, but you're just not sure whether you know how good the horse is, sort of thing, when you don't know it that well. But with Antino over the Winter Carnival when I was riding him, I know it wasn't. He only won one listed race towards the end of the carnival because his rating was too low. But every race I went in with him, I just was so relaxed because I just knew. I just knew that that horse would, as long as soon as I get him into some clean room, I knew that it was all over, you know. So it's a strange feeling with him because he just takes you where you got to go. And I I think that's what a good horse, I suppose that's what a good horse does. So, yeah, I've never really been, um, I never worried at all on that horse. He just took me where I had to go. And that's, yeah, that's what I loved about him.
0: That's a good feeling. Just before we get to uh, your rides at uh, Doombin tomorrow, out of the 100 winners, is there one or two that stand out? Um, as just yeah. special, special moments?
4: Uh, out of my last, um, previous 100 Metro winners, um, yeah, obviously I won on Covalico in a, in a group race. Um, I what, rode four winners in a day just recently, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. A bit of a blur, really. You, you, you always like
1: remember it. the ones where you get the biggest sling? I, I, I always used to remember <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> I always used to remember those ones. Yeah, yeah. what were well, they, Jimmy? No, you, no. Know, you know, you go <laughs> to the races and you go, There's a little bit extra for this one. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it.
0: Didn't you write um, a didn't you write a winner for your what when your wife was in the ownership too this season?
4: Yeah, that's um that's Miss Jolene.
0: Yes, okay. Beautiful.
4: Miss Darlene's, I uh, won uh, on her in Twumba. Yep. Um, and then, obviously, she ran fourth in the in the the lead up to the JJ and the JJ. She ran fourth in the JJ as well. And with any luck, a bit more better gait, she probably goes close in the JJ. So, but yeah, she's a nice horse for the white sakes in Sydney.
1: She, of course, would be a huge slinger.
0: <laughs> oh, huge. <she is. laughs> You'll get she nothing. Is. No go, I mean, changer. That's about it. <laughs> we weren't going to go there. All right, here we go. I like it. tomorrow, race one. You're riding Transatlantic for Tony Gollan, dollar twenty eight favourite last time when you won uh, on this horse. I thought he was entitled to win by a little bit more. What were your thoughts?
4: Yeah, he was entitled to win by more. He he ran huge at the start before. Yeah. Um, yeah, he only just won, which surprised me a little bit. But I'm not too worried. I know he goes good. He might have just been having a bit of an off day. I, I know he's a lot better than that. So he did, he wanted to get on the bit a little bit and got pulling a little bit in that run. So I'm hoping he can just relax a little bit better for me. And it's a very even sort of a race without um, only had Chris Lee's horse the only danger in the race really. Yeah. So
1: it looks a bit good awesome to me. It does. Race number two is the Gallopers Sports Club. I've never been there before. I wonder what that's like. Uh, number, <laughs> number two is Eaglemont for Matty Dunn.
4: Yeah, it looks a good chance, um, $5 chance. Um, yeah, ran no good last start over the mile at Ipswich, but um, previous to that, run so second at Doombin. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, it's consistent enough to the horse. Drawn are a little bit tricky. That's the only only sort of the trouble. But, um, yeah, not a very tough race, that's for sure. So it should be hard to beat on form.
0: Uh, race four, you're riding Amity Gale from a wide gate for David Van Dyke.
4: Yeah, it's good to get a ride for Dave. Um, drawn tricky, so it's going to be hard, but looks to have a bit of speed. So um should be a good chance. I've got Coco Rocks outside me, which has got good speed, so hopefully I can roll across with that. Just needed a little bit of luck in running, I think.
1: Pocket full in race number five.
4: Yeah, I think this is my best ride for the day, pocket full. Um, mm. I reckon there was a good win the other day, raced on speed. Uh, I think we'll do something similar again. Uh, I know I've got Sailor's Secret to my outside, who's got good speed as well. Um, but I could easily enough probably lead this race and take a lot of running down.
0: Uh, race seven, you're riding Dragonstone, who's uh, now a short-priced favourite, looks... Just looks too good for these, Jimmy.
4: Yeah, I should actually say this is probably my other best ride. Pocketful and Dragonstone are probably equally as good chances to me. Um, yeah, very winnable race. Uh, just going to sit off the speed a little bit and hopefully we yeah, should be, we think, be too good on recent form.
0: Yeah, when you say off the speed, somewhere around yeah. midfield, you're hoping for?
4: Yeah, I wouldn't want to be too far away. No. I wouldn't think. I sort of sat. Seventh in the run at Randwick um, in June, when it won in June. Uh, when it run second in June, so uh, when Spacewalk won, just yeah. got beat to Spacewalk. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping to be sort of, you know, look, there's horses inside me that haven't got much gold for and that'll go forward a bit, and I'll just sort of tuck in, be- in behind them. Simply fly, I'll be out the back. Mm. Um, doesn't look pretty huge speed in the race.
0: No. Well, that's good because he looks a good chance. Now, I won't ask you about the last two because we've run out of time because we waffled too much earlier on. So apologies for that, Jimmy. (laughs) Congratulations once again. Uh, An outstanding achievement. Many more winners to come, obviously, this season and next season and into the future. No worries. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks Thanks for joining us. Uh, Jimmy Oyman joining us there, of course, who brought up the 100 winners on Wednesday afternoon for the season. We'll go for a break. But before we go for a break... What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Welcome back to The Punter's Mate on this Friday, the 7th of July, 2023, with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland. Now, Queensland is racing, Sammy. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. And one man who's always racing is uh, Craig Cavanaugh, a.k.a. Cav, 2IC at Tony Golland's Stables at Eagle Farm. Good afternoon, Cav. How will you find you on this lovely Friday?
5: Afternoon, boys. Um, I'm up in uh, Rocky. It's a beautiful day in Rocky. Um, Yeah, I'm real good.
0: Yeah, it would have been an early start. Big weekend
1: there in Rocky too, isn't it?
5: Yeah, it's a new market today where we have a runner and then uh, cup tomorrow where we have a runner. Up here for a couple of days.
1: And what is, is that uh, – I was just doing the form this morning uh, for, for Rocky today and I was thinking, uh, is that Tony just, just supporting the, um, the, the, the Rocky Turf Club? I would imagine he'd have uh, – he's got some, some good owners that, that come from that region.
5: Yeah, um, we've got a, f- a few owners from, uh, from the north that are in horses and, uh, and he likes to support um, Rocky uh, Jockey Club. Um, we've been up here for the last five years. It's it's a good two day meeting, and uh, we usually come up with uh, about ten horses uh, every meeting. All
1: right. What's the process there, Cav? You know, do you go up a couple of days before? Where where do you stable them? Is um, you know, do the horses all travel well? You know, it's a bit of a hike, isn't it?
5: Yeah. Well, yesterday it took us eight hours from uh, Brisbane. We left there about three uh, about seven thirty in the morning. You know, let them have brekkie first, and then uh, jumped in the truck um actually they travel quite well um up here so uh which is good and uh, we stable just off course um just on the river flats there's a stable just in a of little river flats where you, can, you know give your horses a pick and a good walk so it's quite ideal for them you know very quiet
0: what do you do just pitch a tent on the riverbank there and stay there oh, there's alligators there isn't there or crocs sorry
5: no, I avoid, I avoid the Crocs, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, style, I, love, I style love a bit. I get a motel.
0: Oh, so would I. <laughs> Bugger that camping paper. So Say so you should. Do. <laughs> now, Kev, uh, for those that don't know a lot about you, and uh, look, we only know, or <laughs> I only know you was working uh, for Tony Gollan. you do a fantastic job there. But what, what's your background?
5: Uh, born and bred in uh, central west Queensland, a little place called Tambo. Uh, grew up there. Um left there when I got a job with the uh, main roads department. I had 26 years in the main roads department. Always had a racehorse or something in the backyard with my father. Um, and then uh give that away and got involved with racehorses uh, full-time when I uh, uh, joined up with my cousin, Brett Kavanagh, at Albury. Had nine years there. And uh, and we just sort of wandered from stable to stable. After that, I've been to Anthony Cummings' um uh, Liam Birchley's and uh, now been with Tony for five and a half years
0: Five and a half years All uh, all good times too I would imagine It's been pretty successful Yeah it's
5: been, been a good five and a half You know like sort of You come into a stable where he's a leading trainer And he gets some nice horses coming through And uh, and uh, having the
0: joy of winning Yeah well that's a regular uh, thing
5: <laughs> That's a regular thing Yeah it's been good it's, it's been very very good this year Very very good indeed
0: now, a day in the life, what time do you get up in the morning? You have to be there early, obviously. I'm usually
5: at about a quarter past one in the morning. I usually go into the stables and just check over the worksheets that I've done and then have a wander around the yard and the, uh, I just sort of cast my eye over the horses as it's in their boxes before they go out. And uh, we start work at three. The rest of the staff start coming at three, three thirty. And then she's uh, on for the young and old there and through to 8.30, or uh, we do the track work or whatever else has got to be done. And then uh, it's a split shift, so they go home and I uh, stay there and um, Tony and I get our heads together and have a yarn about things. And the uh, afternoon shift kicks back into gear again at 1 o'clock. And then uh, usually finish about 3.30 in the hour with the staff. And then Tony and I are still there about 4, 430 and then she's aiming for a nice cold beer.
0: So, what do you do with? Okay, eight thirty was uh, you finish. Well, the staff mostly finish in the morning, but you're back at one. There's a gap there in between. Uh, what do you do? Go for a snooze?
5: No, I usually have a ten minute kip somewhere, and then in the front of my car, if the, if the, if the BR, uh, BRC staff are not annoying me by uh, <laughs> pulling up beside me or whatever, where I park underneath the tree at the Eagle Farm Racecourse.
0: Yep, yep. And
5: have a snooze in the front of the car, but. Uh, is you have a ten minute kip and then back back into the office there and uh there's usually, you know, the worksheets work to be done for the next day and have you to Tony about certain horses and well, work out programs and everything else.
0: I mean programming Tony's horses wouldn't be an easy task. I mean there's so many horses, but one thing that uh look years gone back when I used to come out there and interview Tony uh, regarding his runners, he he just knows everything about every particular horse and I gather you probably do too.
5: Yeah, he's right on top of of every of every horse he trains. Um yep. He uh, he's a good uh, form student. Uh, reads, uh, you know, does his uh, form real well. Does his speed maps real well. Ah, uh, yeah. So you know, he's a, he's on top of everything.
1: Cav, how has the art of training changed over the years? I mean, I I think uh, just in in my time in horse racing, I think it's a it's a it's a really different job now, and and probably a, a more hectic job. You know, you would have to say. Um, and it's very involved isn't it especially obviously with owners and you know back in the day trainers trainers were didn't sort of answer so much to owners or were not as not as much on call to owners as as what they have to be in this day and age oh this day and
5: age with um uh, updates like you you doing weekly updates you're doing uh pre-race updates you're doing post-race updates uh you know sort of the uh, the, the media side of things is uh, is uh, jumped a, a, a you know like a high level you know of uh, what you got to do, and uh, there's a fair bit of involvement in that compared to last year, uh, to, compared to the old days. The owners would see their horse on race day and watch the horse race and go home and then <laughs> wait till the next time it went around before they saw it again. You know.
0: Yeah, now it's all about uh, you know you got everyone's got the phone in front of the jockey getting the words from the jockey afterwards and then getting you know the phone in front of the horse as it moves around the yard post race pre race it's a it must make uh, your jobs a lot harder.
5: Yeah, look, it's just non stop. You know, sort of um, uh, just just to keep the uh, owners uh, updated on the you know where their horse is and um, how their horse uh, parades in the ring and you know there's there's plenty of work
0: involved in it on race day. So if you get up in the morning at 1.15, or do you say you get to the stable at one15 fifteen? I'm usually out of bed at 1.15. So you're out of bed at one fifteen. Uh, are you a Shane Dye? I was reading something on Shane Dye the other. Day. He said he doesn't need sleep. He doesn't need it at all. Even. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what about you?
5: Oh I usually i usually bunker down by uh, six thirty. Oh okay. Of a night. Yep. Usually have a feed and a, and a couple of cold beers and bunker down and you know sort of. Uh, you got to have your sleep. Yeah, you do. Uh, and usually, you know, usually up and about. Usually, hit me feet at quarter past one. Uh, do you reckon?
1: You, do you reckon? He, do you reckon Shane died out of sleep the night before the Cross <laughs> when he got lost on the Cross in the Corfe car?
0: Well, he might know, That's why he got lost. In <laughs> <laughs> delirious lack of sleep, he said, "Well, I don't need sleep." He said, and even when he wakes up in the morning. You know most people just lie there for a while before that? he just gets straight out of bed. He doesn't even lie there when he wakes up. That's it. I'm straight up straight in. I haven't got time for that sort of thing, and it doesn't interest me. He's a funny guy. Is that what he said? Yeah, he doesn't worry. He just straight. Yeah. Once his eyes open, it's like he's just running out of bed. He's a rare unit. <laughs> that's what he is. Very rare. Very yeah, rare. But a very, very good jockey, that's for sure. Now, uh, yeah, he was. Now, Doom and tomorrow. He's always re- remembered oh, for one ride, but. Yeah, yeah, he rem- 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. It's unfortunate, isn't it? Your man of Group yeah. One winners you yeah. rode, and you've yeah. got to have those people in the sport. Opinionated people. I thought he was great. I wish he <laughs> was still around now. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good rider. Uh, now, race one tomorrow. You saddle up Transatlantic. He was very good two starts back. We uh, we spoke to Jimmy Orman earlier in the show. I said to Jimmy, he was a dollar twenty eight last time. I thought he'd win by further. What were your thoughts?
5: Um. He's sort of come he's run come to an end about fifty out he's still a little bit new he had he had a lot of improvement in him, so uh he's jumped ahead in leaps and downs leading into tomorrow, like sort of um uh I'd say you'll see a different horse tomorrow like sort of um and I don't think Jimmy' be sitting too far back off off him on him and uh yeah, but just last run he just needed that run he had a good blow after it, and yep. uh, he's still a big big uh big foal. you know it's like sort of still growing up, but uh. He's a, he's a bloody lovely horse, eh?
0: Yeah, well, his trial was very good prior to it. caught my eye there, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah no, he's a very nice horse. Best chances, uh, you think, on the day at Doomben uh, tomorrow, Cav? Uh
5: In the first race, Transatlantic. Yep. Uh, very nice two-year-old. Um, Aussie Nugget in the Rockhampton Cup.
0: Okay. What, what about uh, Zarastro in the last...
5: Um, it was a rastro, um, Very nice horse Has trialled and jumped out very, very well uh, There's been a lot of money for him Yeah um, Is that yours? Hell of a lot of money No, I don't have that much
0: <laughs> <laughs> You may after tomorrow but wins
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a very, very nice horse um, Previously with uh, Chris Waller And I went through a uh, uh, sale online And a few of our clients bought him And he's a
0: nice horse all right, my final question: What horse from the stable are you looking forward to most in the spring? Ah, uh, skirt the Lauren Victoria. Beautiful. Okay, I'll not that down. Cabs, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We really appreciate it. I know you're very busy, uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Much appreciated.
5: Good on your boys. If you want to want to, want to just follow the stable today at Rockhampton.
0: Yeah, well, I've already told that to a few people. I said it should be a Tony Gollan Angela Jones benefit.
5: Yes, and then uh, I reckon we can go close to winning the Newmarket fella um, That All He ran right. fourth in it last year, and you know, he's, he's going well.
0: All right. We will mark that down. Thanks, Kev. See you, boys. Thanks, Kev. Thanks for joining us there. Tony Gollins, 2IC, right-hand man. He does a fantastic job, does uh, Craig Kavanagh, and he's uh, really good to see at the races too. You wouldn't meet a nicer guy, Sammy. Great fella, great fella, and uh, he's been at it a long time. He has. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au.
2: On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a holiday paradise.
0: Gibbo's back and so is your intro. How good's that? Oh, outstanding. It's been missed. Well, we lost it. It got lost in the system. And Matt, he's found it. So great job, Matt. Well done. He found it. He was very happy about it mate. Exactly. Now last week uh thanks for the tip Pernell which of course won the last race and got a lot of people out of trouble probably. Dominance was a bit unlucky there Gibbo or probably a, I don't know. Would you say it was unlucky ran second?
3: Ah, uh, probably had its chance, probably just unlucky that that one that one sort of come out of nowhere. I, I would I couldn't have backed it, but um no. yeah, Pernell was good, but as always it is that um a good ride makes a difference, doesn't it? It was a ten out of ten, and yep. the difference between winning and losing. So, we might have got the tip, but the ride was was perfect.
0: Yeah, used uh, plenty of the inside rail. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, exactly right. And you know, you can go through bad runs, but sometimes there's no difference how you're tipping, good or bad. It's just what sort of steers they get.
0: That's very true. Now uh, we race. We don't race on the poly tomorrow. We race at Bow Desert. Bow Desert Cup Day.
3: It is Bow Desert Cup Day. there will be a drying track. It'll still have the edge out. Um, yeah, pretty pretty competitive fields, to be honest. I'm sort of waiting till later in the day. I've got a couple in the second half of the program.
0: Okay, what are they? You can still give them to us. That's okay.
3: Well, Mashani. Well, the Mashani Mashani Racing Handicap Benchmark 65 is race six, and I'm backing Mashani Fraudster. Doesn't this smell like a setup? <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's probably. A good, is every horse in the race a Mashani though?
3: Uh, no, there's not. There's not as many as I thought there'd be. Um, Crooksy actually sponsors the day out there. It's yeah. A, all, all the races are the pool shops and the um I think it's Mashani fraudster so like I think it needed the first couple really improved last start wide on the corner but um I just thought it was a better race than this and from the good gate some of the other main chances draw poorly I just think this it just stinks like a setup I love it
0: <laughs> all right oh, so wow. what was the race number and saddlecloth number race race six number one okay so race six number one Mashani fraudster
3: and then in the cup, race seven um Competitive little cup, but I did like circling last start uh, here over 1,400, and they just they walked in front. It was a long way back. I thought the run was a lot better than it looked. It was the third best last 200. Um, I just think it was that little sneaky good that, that'll get missed, and out to the mile, third up, perfect. Very good trainer, Campton. Um, it is a drill, except I just hope it runs here because it'll be a decent price, and I just think it'll, uh, it'll just peak here third up.
0: All right. Anything else you like around the country tomorrow?
3: No, not really. No. Um, no, not really. I thought it was. um thought it was sort of an even day everywhere. Um, Having actually in front of me, there was one I didn't. I'm interested in watching down in Melbourne. Yep. Race Caulfield race seven. Yep. Uh, the the Freedman runner smile and wave. Just been a slight little drift of the last day. Not much, but. Uh, This looks a really nice one in the making. It's a sharp jump in grey, but if it can sort of come out, lead them here and win, it might be a very nice one in the making. So it could be in for a a decent sort of spring, this smile and wave, if it comes out and does what I think it might there.
0: All right. So race six, number one, Mashani Fraudster, and race seven, number four, Circling at Bow Desert. And at Caulfield, race seven, number 11, keep an eye on Smile and Wave now quickly 30 seconds why are you walking the dog why aren't you in the gym practicing for your fight or uh, training for your fight
3: yeah no really it's it's sort of two for one if you can believe it because i i have to push all the all the cougars away trying to get hold of me walking <laughs> along the beach as well
0: that i can understand <laughs>
3: so, well, so, that's really, why you've
0: got a stick in it, your hand beating them off with it
3: exactly So it's actually, it is boxing training, if you know what I mean, in a way. I'm I'm sort of doing a bit of both.
0: Have you got the gloves on? (laughs) Let's go. Just
3: just the soft
1: ones. There's there's a man that's really confident with himself. (laughs) And so he should be, Sammy.
0: So he should be. Might not
3: be up. Might not be after the fight in November.
0: <laughs> now you'll look more rugged yeah, then you've with got to a few talk a cuts big and game. bruises. You've got to talk a oh. big game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know who you sponsors you. Like, is there a dentist? I might need a mouse. Yeah, gun. we'll find
0: one. There'll be a dentist <laughs> listing somewhere.
3: <laughs> might be able to use it. Might be able to use it at home too when I'm in the doghouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That's probably true, Gibbo. Have probably a great, probably on, when she
3: hears. Probably when she hears this conversation.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have a great weekend, many winners, and uh, we'll chat to you next week. See, you gentlemen, Thanks, have a good Gibbo. One. Gibbo joining us there as he does each and every week from BrizzyRaces.com.au, how long have we got left, Batty? Three minutes. 30 seconds. 30
1: seconds. Oh wow. to Doombin, race five, number three, pocket full, race six, number six, RNT. Caulfield, race four, number six, hazel baby. Fill the pockets.
0: Doombin race six, number six, RNT. Doombin race seven, number two, dragon stone, doombin race nine, number twelve, hatchet. Uh, Randwick, race nine, number 11, Iona Merck. A good thing as well. Now, South tips, i will got to quickly refine these and read them out. Here we go. At South underscore tips on Twitter, race one, number five, Capulet, race two, number one, Picargo. race six, number one, Jackson Ice, race nine, number 10, McCain. Thank you everybody for joining us, Nessie, and track for Pundas, mate, this afternoon. Please make sure you do the same at the same time next week. Sammy, have a great weekend. Thanks, Chris. Hey. Oh, the best part is.